Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Welcome, my friend. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing a lot better now that you're here. <laughs> Let me get Brother Eric on, and we'll be ready to go. Folks, All welcome. Right, sir. Today is a live broadcast, Thursday, August 16th, 17th, excuse me. Uh, hello, Brother Eric. Hello. How are you doing? Yes. This is Shannon. God Great. bless you, my friend. Hi, Shannon. Hey, welcome back, Great. my friend. Thank you. I think we got the crew yeah, together. Good. Folks, welcome to board. Um, I'm sorry, I was over-talking Brother Eric. Uh, let's do a sound check. Brother Eric, can you hear us? Yes, fine. Okay. How about you, Brother Gary? Yeah, fine now. Okay, great. Well, everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here. We've got Brother Gary Stafford and Brother Eric Ross in the house. Wherever you're tuning in from, we're glad to have you. Uh, Brother Eric, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yes, uh, Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you. You said wherever two or more were gathered, you were there in the midst. And, Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that uh, you have sealed us with, uh, your comforter, your teacher, your guide. And, Holy Spirit, have your way in this conversation this morning. Lord, uh, we ask you to to uh, speak through uh, Pastor Gary and myself the words of of uh, knowledge and understanding of Jesus Christ and who he is and what he came to do and and how that makes a difference in our lives. And we, we bind the power of, of the enemy over uh, this conversation. And, and uh, Lord, we thank you that you take the words that are spoken and speak to people's hearts and seal them in their minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Gary, <laughs> over to you. All right there, Brother Shannon. And... Uh... I want to just say uh, good day, fellow listeners, you know, and uh, what with us broadcasting around the world, how in the world are you? (laughs) Some of you are having breakfast, some of you are having dinner, 
and uh, somewhere in between. And uh, as you heard, we have a uh, awesome guest, Eric Ross, who we uh, will be talking to in just a minute. But before we get begin, I want to remind you that uh, we will be taking worldwide communion toward the end of the program, so you may want to get some crackers or bread and some grape juice or wine or whatever you'll be using so that you can be prepared and uh, entering in with a humble and a repentant heart. And yes, uh, expect God to move during this time because You are honoring his son, and many a person has been healed while taking communion. And you didn't know that. And you're not limited as to how many times a week you can take it. Well, because of an article by the Reverend Joe Cohen, uh, personally, I take it daily, and the miracles that have happened are amazing. And uh, not only healing, but God uses me for salvation. And uh, let's uh, let it be a private moment with you and the Lord and Jesus Christ. He loves it when you block out the world and you are just with him. Oh, my God. It is so blessing, such a blessing. And, uh, Eric, uh, you you mentioned you were born uh, the first of four children, having three sisters. Tell us about that. Oh, well, I was uh, born in a, a little town in Oklahoma, Bartlesville, Oklahoma, uh, famous for uh, Phillips 66 Oil Company at the time. And uh, my father was an architect. He worked for them uh, initially. And uh, uh, so I lived in Oklahoma, uh, uh, was uh, the the uh, oldest three younger sisters, uh, uh, Valerie, Christine, and, and Mia, and uh uh, my uh, one sister, uh, Valerie, is gone to be with the Lord, but uh, we, we still have, uh, uh, on Saturday afternoons, we have a family Zoom call. You know, uh, Christine and her husband uh, uh, live in Germany, and uh, uh, Mia and her family uh, all live in uh, Westminster, Colorado, uh, as do my uh, my parents, and uh, I'm very fortunate to have them still a part of my life. And uh, but we lived in Oklahoma until I was about 12 years old, and then we moved to uh, Denver, Colorado area. Uh, actually, uh, spent my teenage years uh, in the mountains, uh, Coal Creek Canyon, west of of Denver. If anybody knows the area there, beautiful place to be as a teenager, and I uh, love the mountains, and still love the mountains. And uh, um, but uh, uh, well, that's uh, a little bit about my family. Well, I understand at age seven. Something else happened in your family, oh. and uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of people go through this. Uh, unfortunately, maybe half of those that get married. Can you tell us about it 
and what it did to you. Oh, well, so we... We, we were, uh, you know, a typical middle-class American family uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, and uh, as an architect, my dad was, uh, you know, uh, pretty well-respected. And, uh, and, uh, but but uh, we uh, were just living our life and uh, didn't have any, any really Christian roots, uh, didn't go to church. Uh, but uh, as my youngest sister came along, uh, 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 my um, uh, mom was... Uh, 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 she was she was born uh, the first of May, and then you know school is out, and my mom had a new baby and three young sh- young kids to deal with, and uh, and so that summer she sent us off to a vacation Bible school, and um, you know I I don't remember a whole lot about the vacation Bible school, but I remember you know sitting in the room and and uh, they were uh, teaching us, and uh, uh, well we got to the end of that that uh, time. <clears throat> and they had a Sunday service where they invited all the families to come and, you know, kind of a, uh, uh, end, end of the, the vacation Bible school. And, and I remember that Sunday morning, uh, I, I can't tell you what, what the minister was, was saying, but there was an invitation and I and my, uh, 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 oldest sister, Valerie, uh, we, uh, went forward and accepted Jesus Christ. And, um, uh, uh, you know, it was Baptist Church, and uh, so later on we were, were baptized, and, uh, you know, I remember uh, that experience, and uh, I remember standing in front of the church, and I remember the baptism experience, uh, you know, later, it was uh, uh, a week or two later, um, but but uh, then our family never went back to church, you know, uh, there there was no uh, place for me to understand or express what, what had happened in my life. Um, but um, as I as I got older, and uh, well, I, I mentioned we moved to Colorado in my teenage years, and uh, you know there were some rocky things that happened through my teenage years, and uh, uh, I remember you know there were were times when when my my friends would would go off to do some things, and uh, something stopped me. Uh, I, I I couldn't go for some reason i you know uh, i didn't want to go where they were going and do what they were doing and um so uh god preserved me uh from from some uh really difficult things and uh, uh frankly some of my high school friends uh didn't make it through that per- period of their life and uh 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 well this this was uh you know uh in in the 70s and and uh uh, drugs were a problem and, you know, alcohol has always been a problem. And, uh, 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 one, one friend in particular, uh, uh, lost his life to drugs. And, uh, um, but, um, there, there, that was, uh, I, I didn't recognize how important that moment at seven was in my life until, uh, much later. And, um, uh, well, Maybe I just uh, just go a, a little step forward now. Uh, uh, you know, I was married, uh, had uh, uh, three kids, uh, uh, had twins and a, and a daughter, and uh, uh, was living in Michigan uh, with uh, uh, my my wife's family at the time. And uh, you know, in that in that area, that's where they lived. And uh, and um, uh, I had a job working in a machine shop, and you know. So we're, we're just living, you know, and, and, uh, but one day I remember saying to myself, I need to do something different for my kids. Now, 
I didn't know what that meant or I didn't, didn't understand, you know, uh, that, that I was inviting God, but, but, but I recognize now that was a moment when I opened the door for God to, to begin working again in my life. And, and, um, uh, so, uh, my, uh, mother-in-law at the time was uh, Catholic. And, uh, so we went to church with her a few times and, at the time, they had this thing uh, called Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and uh, uh, some of you uh, might remember there was a time when that was happening, and and what they did was on, on a Tuesday night, uh, uh, they uh, had a meeting in the basement of the church, and so we went to that meeting a couple of times, and uh, I remember them sitting me down in a chair and putting a Bible in my hands, and telling me to read this section. And so I, I was reading the Bible and, and um, under, began to understand that what I thought about God wasn't the way God was. And um, I began reading the Bible on my own at home. And, and uh, God began to, to teach me and show me uh, and reveal himself to me. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't uh, much much later than that. I began to have questions, and I I went and I talked to the priest, and uh, and uh, I, I it, it, there were some questions that I couldn't get good answers to, and I, I wasn't comfortable with the answers. And and um, uh, about that time, actually, my uh, sister in law and her husband uh, were also uh, coming into a relationship with God, and and uh, then. Uh, uh, my wife's other sister and her husband and and her parents and uh, all of us had an experience with God a, around that same time. But but uh, my sister and, and brother-in-law uh, came across a church. Um, well, uh, Zion Evangelistic Temple. It was in uh, in uh, uh, well, I want to say Southfield, Michigan. I think that's not exactly right. But but um, we we started going to that church and. Um, uh, again, one Sunday, uh, it's a large church, several thousand people. Uh, they had a balcony. And we were sitting in the balcony. And again, I don't remember what the uh, Pastor Leonard Gardner, I don't remember what he was saying, uh, what the message was. But uh, there was uh, a moment where uh, it was like a wrecking ball hit me and shattered off of me this, uh, in this concrete uh, covering that had, had held me bound. And, uh, you know, I would have said that I was free before that, but, uh, you know, God did a work in my life and set me free at that moment. And, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, we began, uh, uh, studying God's word more. And, uh, there was a great couple in that church that, that, uh, mentored us a bit and, and, uh, uh well, uh, so here, here I am today. Uh, well, many more things that uh, I could talk to you about what what God has done, but uh, maybe I'll pause there a minute, and Gary, and uh, uh, let let you uh, comment. Well, I just uh, remember that uh, your life was changing, and uh, this happens to a lot of people. I was part of the uh, Catholic Charismatic movement. In fact. I was the only Protestant in the Catholic group, <laughs> and I was one <laughs> of the leaders. <laughs> but, 
But that was when the Catholic Church was open uh, to uh, a charismatic movement. But, uh, you know, tell them what the charismatic meant, because it's not a common, everyday word. Oh, oh. Well, this is one of the problems we have as Christians. You know, we, we, we pick up our own little kind of, kind of lingo, and uh, uh, maybe it doesn't make much sense to, to most people, but uh, there, there is a, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ that we come into, and uh, God uh, confirms that relationship in us uh, by, well, what the Bible says, sealing us with his Holy Spirit, giving us... Uh, uh, well, in, in another place, it talks about uh, removing our stony heart and replacing it with a heart of flesh. Uh, we, uh, by being connected back to God, by uh, being reconciled to God, we're connected back to Him, and uh, through the Holy Spirit, we have a relationship with Him directly. And uh, there are many uh, things you, you'll hear people talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, you sometimes hear people talk about speaking in tongues. And, uh, you know, these are all things that are related to that uh, experience of uh, uh, a relationship with, with God through his Holy Spirit. And uh, wow, if you read the gospel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, just one, one more little thing. If you read the, uh, the Gospels, at the, the end of the Gospels, you know, Jesus said, uh, it's after he rose from the dead and was talking with his disciples, he said, it's better for you if I go away, uh, because then I can send the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, Jesus was uh, a man walking on the earth who, who had the limitations that we have as human beings of, of physical presence. And, and the Holy Spirit can be everywhere in each one of us, and, and that, that's an experience that, uh, well, if you haven't had, uh, you should be uh, asking God for and seeking uh, that that experience from God. Uh, I, I I think that's awesome, Eric, because you talked about relationship. You talked about not religion, but relationship. And the charismatic right. movement, to me, uh, in my life, in the Catholic Church, as the only Protestant, <laughs> and then the only leader that was Protestant, it was a, a time of opening uh, of one's heart to have a relationship. And the speaking in tongues is that you're speaking to God the Father through spirit to spirit and heart to heart. And right. I tell you, that is a relationship the likes of which most people don't get. And the thing is, is that you just have to open your heart and be led of God's Spirit to have that relationship. And I realized that you went to Rima uh, Bible College. Oh, yes, yes. After uh, uh, we spent a, a few years at Zion Evangelistic Temple, and God began to work in my heart to, to uh, uh, go uh, to uh, Rama Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, actually, Tulsa is not far from about 50 miles from where I was born. And, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I hadn't known anything about that uh, 
until much, much, much later in my life. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so went, uh, moved there and, uh, uh, went to school there, uh, worked in a church there in Tulsa for a few years. And, and, uh, but, um, uh, if, if you don't mind here, I'm going to, uh, just read a, a little, uh, section from second Corinthians chapter five, uh, beginning of verse 17. And, uh, here, here's this. This is where I see myself today. You know, what 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 am I doing here? What am I, what, what am I about? What what do I want to do with my life? And uh, um, you, you know, um, when when we read through the the Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see Jesus working with twelve men, uh, the apostles, and those those twelve men then went on uh, to begin what we call the church today, and. Uh, when Jesus was speaking to them, he was speaking to them as as individuals. But some of the things we find written in the New Testament are written not just for one person, but for for all of us as Christians. And so, Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, well, uh, guess what? I'm I'm a man, and and I ex- have accepted Christ as my Lord and as my Savior, and and." Uh, so this is written not just uh, as Paul wrote it to the Corinthian church, but he, he wrote it also to the people of the region that they were in and to, to anyone now who reads it. Uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And, you know, that day that the, the wrecking ball hit me, uh, I was changed forever. And, and uh, uh, the day that I accepted Christ as a seven-year-old, uh, there was something that changed in me, even though I had no words to express it. I had no no understanding of what that meant for my life. But from that moment on, God had His hand on my life. And and um, well, Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen: If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are pa- passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Well, uh, so let me just stop there for a second. So that that is what my life is about here now, uh, uh, telling people what not only what God did in my life through Jesus Christ, but what he wants to do in their life through Jesus Christ. And verse 19 goes on and says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, and we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Now, this is the message. If there's any takeaway from today, this is the message, be reconciled to God. You know, uh, uh, God did a work through Jesus Christ for the whole world, for every person alive. And, and people have heard the message of Jesus Christ and, and have some have accepted and some have denied. And, but, um, the, the reason I'm here and Gary, I, I, I believe the reason you're here is, uh, to, uh, share this message that, uh, God loves you. Uh, God, you know, some people have a view of church as being, you know, uh, uh, rigorous uh, do's and don'ts, and and uh, uh, well, there there is a right way for us to live, and but 
But uh, Jesus didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us. He came to reconcile us. Um, and and that's, that's the ministry that, that we have today, to share that word that God loves you, that God wants you to become a part of his family, that God wants you to connect with him, and he's reaching out to you to connect with you. Well, I know that uh, there are so many things that affect each of our lives that uh, no two are alike, and uh, the Lord is still there as your Lord and Savior, and the enemy doesn't want you to know that. He thinks that uh, if he can convince you that uh, you're no longer worthy of God, then he brings separation. Tell them what they have to watch out for, and that no matter what you've done, there is a forgiving God. Well, uh, you, you know, uh, we, we uh, are born into this world, and... Uh, um, uh, I'll, uh, let me let me say this: God is eternal, uh, and and that's uh, sometimes a difficult concept for us. Uh, but we, as human beings, we're born a living soul, and and we can live in this earth, uh, and we have the will to choose what we will do and what we won't do, what we'll believe and what we won't believe, and and we can live and and die, but our soul lives on, and. Uh, this this is uh, a, also a difficult concept for for many people that that there's there's not an end to our existence and we'll either uh, live to be together with God or we'll be separated from Him forever and uh, you know people don't like to hear this word but uh, there is a hell uh, there is a, a a place of of separation from God that's uh, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, the Bible talks about, let me, let me uh, say it this way, uh, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit uh, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And when we're connected with God and when we begin to, to understand uh, God's character and his nature, uh, we begin to exhibit the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is love and joy and peace and long-suffering. And, you know, these are all good things that we all would recognize. Uh, but when people are separated from God, they often get caught up in in this downward spiral of of uh, 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 lying and cheating and stealing and and you know uh, these are these are things that destroy people's lives. And uh, I mentioned early on, you know, one of my high school friends that uh, lost his life, you know, very early. And uh, you know that's that's not God. That's not God. Uh, uh, so what we need to watch out for is is the the deception that's in the world that says you know uh, you you can be rich you can here come and do this and uh, and uh, uh, well uh, 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 I I haven't thought about this Gary for years but uh, uh, as a as a young man a teenager uh, I, I was asked one one time to get in the car with another group of guys and and the guy driving the car 
was taking us to collect his drug money from somebody that hadn't paid him. And, you know, I, I realized I don't want to be part of this. You know, I, I, this is not, this is, this is not good for me. It's not good for, for anybody here. And, and, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to illustrate to you the, the way we get sucked into things, uh, by sometimes the people that are around us and, uh, sometimes our own desires and our own, uh, our own, the things that we want. And, uh, now, you know, God made us to, we need food and we need sleep and, and we, we have a natural desire to procreate and, and those are all good things when they're in the right order. Um, and so how do we find that right order? It's, it's by looking to God, who is our creator, and understanding uh, the way he made us to be. And, and uh, well, uh, the, he, he, he said, uh, first of all, uh, we, we need to recognize that there is sin, uh, which, which separates us from God. And, and that that sin has to be dealt with somehow. And there is, there is a penalty, a punishment uh, for sin. And uh, the, the, we, we, there, there isn't anyone who is uh, alive who, who hasn't fallen short. You know, we're born into this, this fallen world of, uh, where, where sin and death have authority. And, uh, but, uh, and, and so what, what do we have to look forward to? To, without God, we have only death to look forward to, and uh, but but with God, uh, we have uh, something else. Uh, Jesus Christ came and paid the price to forgive us for our sin, and he he uh, was a sinless man who was placed on the cross, and he gave up his life and shed his blood uh, to pay the price for the sin of the world. And he said, I didn't come to condemn you. I came to reconcile you. And how did he do that? By, by giving up his life so that uh, anyone who, who receives him and accepts him can be forgiven and come into this different uh, world, this world where we're free from the penalty of sin and death. Um, well, you know, the thing is, is that there's also things that happen in the world and maybe in our city uh, where our lives are changed uh, like we are seeing in Maui and in the Hawaiian Islands. And uh, there's, uh, you know, there's uh, another hurricane uh, heading uh, north on California from Mexico called Hillary. <laughs> I love the name Hillary, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I also realized that September 11th, 2001, the United States incurs a, a terrorist attack of great proportions, both in New York and Washington. D.C., and you're working for an employer, British Petroleum, and they decide to change locations. What do you do? You're, we all are uh, affected by the world around us, 
And, you know, this, this is, uh, uh, you know, when, when I was talking earlier about I really was focusing more on our own actions and the things that we uh, sometimes do that, that uh, affect our life uh, that are uh, hurtful to our own, own life. But the reality is there are things that people do to us that affect us. And, and uh, well, you, you talk about the, uh, uh, the, the, the natural events that are going on around us. Uh, you know, uh, another thing that's been uh, very much in the forefront is this uh, movie, The Sound of Freedom, you know, and there's a, a very, uh, uh, an, an awareness now of uh, human trafficking and the things that are being done to children and, and people that, that uh, have no ability to speak for themselves. Uh, but uh, God wants us to speak for them. And he, he desires that we, we, change those situations and somehow uh, do something to help them. But, but this is a world that's upside down in many ways. And, and uh, what, uh, what, what can we do about it? Well, uh, we, we can make our own decision, first of all, to accept Jesus Christ as Lord, and then to live our lives for him. And when we, we find, you know, through, throughout the Old Testament and and in the New Testament, uh, you know, they talk about um, about um, uh, caring for the widows and the orphans and the stranger in the land. And uh, uh, well, what does that mean? Uh, you know, in the in the New Testament, uh, uh, in, in Acts, they talk about the provision for um, uh, for uh, the that the they 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 said choose uh, seven men from you that are full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, to administer the food to the widows. Uh, well, they had had widows in in that time, as just as they do today. And you know, there are times when uh, we need to do something uh, physically to help people who are in need. And uh, uh, we we can't we can't change the fact that there was a fire in in Maui, and we can't change the fact that there's going to be another hurricane. Uh, but we can reach out to people who have had to live through those kinds of things. Yeah, I totally, you know, uh, fellow listeners, I met Eric through uh, Reverend Joe Cohen, and Reverend Joe has had both Eric and Naomi, his wife, on his television program, which you can watch on YouTube. And uh, when I... uh, comment about this video website, I was told that you, Eric, had done this for Joe. I mean, how did you work out this situation? Have, had you done it before? Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I worked for some years uh, 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 well, you, you mentioned earlier for British Petroleum, I was a data center operations manager for them for about 12 years and, and uh, had several, several jobs leading up to that, that last job for uh, about four years, a data center operations manager. Uh, but uh, so I, I've been involved in technology uh, most of my life. And, uh, uh, and so uh, after retiring, uh, I uh, have uh, worked with uh, a couple of smaller organizations uh, with their websites and, and uh, so have a, a little bit of knowledge about those things. And I uh, was talking with Joe one day and, and he said that, you know, I want to, 
I, I have a YouTube channel, you know, and I want to put my shows there. And, and uh, uh, he'd been able to, some, somebody had helped him, you know, upload a show or two. And, uh, but, I, you know, I, I looked at it and I said, Joe, well, we, could, we could do a couple of things here, you know. Uh, uh, but what we need to do is, you know, kind of categorize things so people understand a little bit more about what's there. And, and so we, we came up with a few categories and, and uh, began to uh, upload. He, at that point, he had shows on CDs. And so we uh, converted and uploaded those shows and, and uh, set them in a couple of different categories. So, you know, there's uh, gang violence and, and uh, uh, abuse and, and uh, drug addictions and uh, a number of things that, that people have experienced in their life and how God dealt with them. And so we just, or, I just organized it a little bit and, uh, we, we still, as he's, he is interviewing people continues, you know, uh, weekly to, to interview people and create, uh, uh, new shows. And we upload those regularly and then distribute them to, uh, uh, a number of public access, uh, television stations in the New York city area and Connecticut. And, uh, um, so, you know, it just kind of, uh, uh, w- was an open opportunity and, uh, uh, so I was, I was happy to do it, and uh, and uh, uh, no, I had never done that with YouTube before. But uh, you know, God God uh, gives us the ability when we need it. Well, you know, um, I don't know if you still do those things, and whether people could call you on that. But uh, the thing is, is that uh, you have a talent to further the word. Uh, in helping uh, Reverend Joe Cohen, and uh, would you do that for somebody else, or are you retired? Uh, well, I, I call myself retired, but I'm always open to do what uh, what God has for me to do. And so, uh, 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 let me uh, just say so, say uh, yes. I'm I'm open if uh, the the Lord is leading somebody in a particular direction. And, and I can uh, advise or help, uh, you know, I want to do that. Uh, but uh, for, for this conversation, uh, uh, the, the, the message is this, uh, uh, Jesus Christ and him crucified, and he wow. rose from the dead. And, and, and I, I want that to be the, the primary message here. And, and uh, right. yes, uh, there are, are some things that I, uh, God, God has uh, uh, given me a, a little bit of knowledge about, and uh, and I'm happy to share those things. And uh, but it's always uh, with this, with this purpose that that people understand that God loves them. And the 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 thing that I like so much about uh, Joe Cohen's shows is uh, he's interviewing people about their experience with Jesus Christ. And uh, you know, God is still in the business of changing people's lives of saving them and and turning their life around and how many times have have we seen that that somebody uh comes and and in a moment of despair or you know sometimes even people who who it seems like they have it all together but but uh they they find a relationship with Christ and God begins to change them and and uh, change their direction and change their life and and for the good and that's the ministry uh, of Jesus Christ. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in people's lives, and the, that's the gospel of the kingdom that we have to preach, and the, the 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 message of reconciliation that we have to give. 
Well, you know, the thing is, is that uh, I also realize uh, that uh, there's many ways of serving the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and uh, you've done it also through the monthly Christian newsletter for Reverend Joe Cohen, and I want you to know that I went through um, a knee replacement, the dual knee replacement, uh, back some eight years ago, and uh, the end result was is that it was a newsletter from Reverend Joe and uh, about people being healed while taking communion. And I, I had never, ever heard that. And, and the thing is, is that I said to Joe, is this really happening? And, and he said, yes. And of course, you know, with the articles that you've written for Joe for his monthly newsletter, that you're reaching out in a handwritten way or a written way uh, to bring about revelation and understanding and relationship, as you mentioned before. I never knew as a youngster that you could have a relationship. I knew about religion. We went to church Whenever we did, it was the same old thing that, uh, and at one point in time, with my high soprano voice, I was asked to uh, (laughs) sing in the children's choir. But, I mean, outside of that, I didn't know the, the relationship. I didn't know that you could be healed. And I want you to know, uh, I went through the surgery, healing in half the time. And the surgery exposed me to three different people who gave their lives to the Lord. So when we talk about relationships, we open a whole new doorway, and I just want to thank you, Eric, for helping Joe because he's got a full plate, and uh, people don't realize the number of things he does a week. And, uh, I mean, it's not limited to a TV show or a radio program like this, and uh, that's basically what all that I do at this time. I was a pastor in New Rochelle and uh, uh, the uh, church you know. So the thing is is that uh, uh, you also took it upon yourself because of your heart to feed the poor. And uh, that was the call early on in that church and you just continued to do it, and that was reaching out in another way. 
It's feeding the spirit and feeding the belly. And sometimes you have to feed the belly to feed the spirit. And you have done that for over 13 years, I guess it was. And I am amazed that you have found the time and you and your wife to reach out and to do things for people. And you mentioned earlier this morning when you're on the street and you walk by somebody in need, you turn around to see where your wife is, and she's (laughs) talking and giving to the poor. (laughs) There are many, many ways that we can answer the call of God. And oftentimes it's one-on-one. In fact, 95% of our contact with the people is on a one-on-one basis. So tell us any more because... um, I, I know this food pantry is, has become a, a commitment that, well, 13 years, my God, I don't know of anyone who's done it 13 years. But <laughs> tell, us, uh, tell us basically what you try and do in reaching well, out to people. Yeah, uh, this, this is something uh, that... Uh, well, I, I don't know whether, I, I think you, you may have been involved in the uh, uh, original food pantry work that Pastor Teresa uh, Nocasey of the Master's Hand Christian Fellowship in New Rochelle uh, has done for, for many, many years. And uh, so we, we came along uh, in 2010 and uh, began uh, attending that church. And, and uh, well, uh, you know, since then, uh, we've uh, helped with the food pantry. And, uh, you know, before uh, before 2020, COVID uh, w- was uh, all done inside and had what we called a client choice food pantry where people could come in and it was kind of like shopping for their groceries. And they, you know, uh, they, they couldn't couldn't take anything and everything they wanted, but, but uh, they could pick and choose, you know, uh, a few of this and a few of that. And and uh, that was a, a very nice way to do things, uh, but with COVID, we had to change things around. And so now it's uh, uh, we we uh, are back now to uh, kind of an in, indoor uh, uh, food uh, distribution on uh, the the second and fourth Friday of every month, and uh, that comes with uh, food deliveries sometimes on Tuesday and produce delivery sometimes on Thursday, and uh, you know so there's some some getting ready work and. And uh, we often have a uh, uh, hundred or uh, uh, more, 150 families sometimes that that come and uh, receive food. And then the the middle, in between the the second and fourth Friday on the Saturday in between, we usually have a mobile food truck that uh, comes from uh, Feeding Westchester. And and uh, again, we have a, a, a good number of families that come and uh, distribute food to them. And and uh, there there are uh, people that uh, sometimes have uh, uh, physical or, or mental, you know, kind of disabilities and, and are struggling. Uh, 
And there are some social programs that they're involved in, you know, but they need something extra to make it. And uh, But then there are uh, often young families that, you know, we, we see uh, mothers come with, you know, two or three or four kids sometimes, and, and uh, they just need uh, some food to get by. And, and uh, well, uh, lately, although we, we, we don't have any way to identify people that are you know, uh, wh- whether they're uh, citizens of the U.S. or not, you know, but uh, the numbers have been up a bit recently, and, and uh, there there have been a, a few people, you know, where uh, some of this food uh, comes from uh, uh, um, uh, the Department of Agriculture, and so we're required to have them uh, fill out a form with their information and had a couple of people that turned and walked away because of that, you know, uh, but our our heart's desire is to to give people what they what they need help them uh, if they they have a need and sometimes we see the same people but uh, often it's uh, we'll see somebody a time or two and then then we don't see them again you know so uh, but uh, again you know God's heart is to the widow and the orphan and the stranger in the land and uh, right. we may we may think what we want about the the border and I. Uh, I happen to be a proponent for strong border control, and and I think there should be a, a legal method for people to come into our country uh, uh, for their protection and for our own. Uh, but but God doesn't say anything about how they get there. You know what what actually what uh, there there if you if you read in the Old Testament where they talk about the the people that come from outside. Uh, it t- says if they believe like you do, if they take on you know the the things that you accept as right, uh, so there is a, a kind of a requirement you know that that people not just come in and do anything and everything they want, uh, but but that they uh, recognize the law of the land and that they uh, well we we uh, are a nation that was founded uh, on the principles of God and that's that's the constitution that we have and the. Uh, we we sometimes forget that uh, those things are still important. That what God says still matters, and when when we follow after uh, God and what He says, uh, then blessing comes our way. Yeah, I uh, said something earlier in the program that uh, we were going to be taking communion, worldwide yeah. communion. And uh, the thing is, is that there are people today that never, ever gave their life to Jesus Christ. And uh, I just want to remind them that in John 3.16, all right, that's John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him, what, should not perish. Is that it? No, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever, who's whoever, that's you listening right now, 
believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Well, I, I, I can't qualify. Why? You don't know the sins that I've committed. He does. Yeah. He knows every sin that you have ever committed in your entire life, and he's still saying that whoever believes in his son should not perish but have eternal life. You see, it's a gift. Could you receive that gift? For even though all those sins, you think it would be uh, forget uh, would in some way prevent you from doing that? No. Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross to cover the sins that they would be remembered no more. So do you want to receive a free gift even though you've sinned so terribly that you don't want to tell me about it? Well, that's I think that's wonderful because it says in Scripture, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All. Well, that means you, yes, and me, yes, and Eric, yes. Yes. You see, the thing is, give your life to the Lord now, and it'll be the most important decision you've ever made. Join me, if you will. If you don't, that's your opinion. He doesn't go where he's not received. All right? So, Father God, I believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God that he died on the cross for my sins which are being washed clean by the blood of the Lamb and are remembered no more. Of my own free will, that's what he wants. Of my own free will, I accept Jesus Christ into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. And I will live the rest of my life for his glory, asking him that the sins be removed. And I thank you, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. I do this in of my own free will. Amen. I want you to know that is the most important decision of your life.
and we'd like to take worldwide communion. Finally. <laughs> okay, and uh, I just want to take you to First Corinthians 11. You can write that down, even look it up later. And verses 23 through 26. In the second part of verse 23, it says, The Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, oh, betrayed by Judas Iscariot, one of his own, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And let's break that bread together and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me all right let's take it together now thank you lord Then in the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And many of our listeners, you'll be alive when he comes. I can't give you the date or the time or the place, but he's coming in the clouds just as he left. And yes, yes, he's coming. Sooner than you think. Let's take the cup now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I always like to give this commentary because it goes with Eric and what he talked about in relationship. So we have Second Corinthians 6. Okay. On verse 2, verse 16b and 17 and 18, here's what we have to say. God is speaking, in verse 2, at the acceptable time, I listen to you. How about that? And on the day of salvation, I helped you. You had a little moment of hesitation. He saw it. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. He knew the decision 
you would make. And of course, there's more to read, but I will turn to uh, 16b. Listen to the relationship that God talks to you in through his Son, Jesus Christ. I will dwell in them, oh my God, and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Is that religion or relationship? Yes, relationship. Yeah. And in verse 18, I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And that's with his knowing everything about you. And he calls you his sons and daughters. Welcome to the family of God. That's you a know, Gary, before. Before before we started this, I, I made a couple of notes to myself, and one of them is John one twelve. It says, "But as many as received him, who Jesus Christ, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name." And that's what you've just taken us through. It's such a wonderful experience and such a wonderful relationship. Uh, well, back to you. Well, I. Thank you for that, Eric. And now you're going to experience a peace that comes that defies all understanding, a peace that will let you see where you are going and with full victory in your grasp. Ah, and Jesus Christ, who will lead you to what? To your destiny. A destiny? I didn't know I had a destiny. Yes, and you know, most of us don't. But you were born with a purpose and a plan. Psalm 139, you read it when you have a moment, and you will see God's plan for even the number of days that were assigned to you. God bless you, and welcome to the family. Brother Shannon. Hey, what a great uh, message today. Be reconciled to God uh, with Brother Eric Ross and Brother Gary Stafford. And um, gentlemen, before we close, uh, you want to give out your contact information? How do people reach you again? Yeah, go ahead, Eric. Uh, well, I have a little website. Uh, well, first I need to pl- put in a plug for uh, uh, Reverend Joseph Cohen, newhopeinthelord.com, or youtube.com slash newhopeinthelord uh, to look at his videos. 
and I have a little website, tellone.org, T-E-L-L-O-N-E. And, uh, uh, Gary, you talked about uh, meeting people where they are one, one by one, one at a time. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, touching people's lives where they are that it's all about. And so tellone.org for me. Awesome. And, Brother Gary, how do people reach you in the ministry? Well, just in time ministries dot com and if uh, you have a prayer request just in time ministries fifteen at gmail dot com that's just in time ministries fifteen at gmail dot com and we'll pray you through what you're going through. Amen. Brother Gary, get Brother Eric back on soon and um It was a great message. We'll have this up in the archive here in the next few hours. God bless you both. Thank you, and thank you, Eric. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Gary. Folks, we're going to save that. Stand by, and we're going to set up for our next program with Brother John Terrell. If you're on MixLR, go ahead and reset now. Here we go.